Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome to The Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Steve Murray, founder of Real Trends Consulting and a senior advisor to Housing Wire, offers insight and analysis on three trending real estate issues. Steve's 30 plus years in the industry allows him to give you a deeper understanding of today's real estate business happenings. Hi, this is Steve Murray for Real Trends and HW Media. Today, three things to share some thoughts on. First, the CEO trap, as I call it. Second, the shortage of housing. And last, the next big move in tech. Where is it going to be? First, let's talk about the CEO trap. One of my favorite authors is Patrick Lencioni. In fact, I'll have the privilege of hearing from him on Monday, June 28th at the 2021 Gathering of Eagles in Colorado Springs. His most recent book, The Motive, talks about the motive of a person desiring to be CEO. He breaks it down into two categories. One, those who think after a lifetime of effort and performance, they've earned the right to be CEO and act accordingly too often. Second, there are those CEOs who understand that the role of a CEO is to do all the messy, dirty, complicated, conflict-ridden tasks that accompany a successful CEO or leader of a company. What, what are those tasks and what am I referring to in the CEO trap? Is mainly my observation is the avoidance of the things we either don't do well or don't want to do. Many of those revolve around holding people accountable to performance in our companies. When I have worked with brokerage companies and leaders of state and local association of realtors as well, and when you dig in to find out how much time are they spending setting goals and objectives documenting them, reviewing performance, and holding people accountable, and delivering sometimes very difficult news to people who are not performing. And yet, everyone listening to this who runs an organization, whether it's a team, uh, a sales office, a brokerage company, it really doesn't matter. How many of us avoid those difficult times, those difficult decisions? I recall a long time ago here at Real Trends, we had eight or nine employees at the time. And I hired and asked four CEOs, four diverse CEOs, to come in and critique us, interview all our people, look at our books and records, talk about our goals and objectives. And interesting enough, when they gave their report to me, and under the format, I was not allowed to respond. They said, number one, that I was really not, not only was I not very good at the duties of a CEO, as I've already described here, 
But in fact, my talents and my energy and my resource should be built on the things that would help build the company. Marketing, selling, doing consulting work, doing research, doing writing, interacting with clients and customers and bringing in new clients and customers. Best advice I ever had. They said, turn over your company to someone else, let them run it. You focus on building the business and handling clients and customers. Another great example of the CEO trap that goes along this line is years later, as we had grown, I had a mentor of mine named Larry Kendall of Ninja uh, in a program reminded me that people who are earning 500 to 1,000 or more dollars on average per hour in what they actually do should not be caught doing 15 to 20 a dollar hour work. And so thinking about that, the first thing I did when I got back was to hire a personal assistant. And our business within the next 18 months grew another 50 to 60%. I was avoiding overhead. That's what small business guys do. But what I was doing is harming the productivity and the forward growth of our company. Here's where I'm going with this. If you're a leader of an office, a team, or a brokerage company in our industry, have you sat down first to examine why you have this job? Is it because it's a reward that you've earned? Or is it because you truly enjoy doing all the tough duties that go into running a successful organization? And secondly, are you making the best use of your time and your talents in the role you're in? Or should you, like I learned a long time ago, maybe it's better to hire someone who's really good at management to run the business affairs of the company while I do what I do best. Second, shortage of homes. Once in a while, it's fun to say, told you so. Gosh, that felt good just saying that. I told you so. Six or eight months ago, we reported the biggest problem with the housing market was we had created four to five million net new households in the last decade, more than we had built housing units. We estimated from a simple calculations of household growth and single and multifamily construction that it had to be, the deficit had to be between four and five million units nationally. Now comes a study commissioned by the National Association of Realtors done by the Rosen Group Consulting and lo and behold, the number is anywhere between four to five and a half million units short of the number of households we have and the continuing deficit of household formation versus housing construction. And that is not a problem we can fix short term. The other thing we've cautioned people is to look at a factor which is not published anywhere. You have to actually do the numbers yourself which is look at the total number of households you have in your metropolitan area that you serve and divide that into the number of housing units sold. And it'll come up with a percentage. If that percentage is above five and a half or below four and a half, you're outside a normal marketplace, way outside a normal market because the 40 year average is about 4.8%. But if you factor all those things in and the current levels of construction and the current levels of household formations, 
And as NAR's own report said, even if we start building tomorrow at 2 million units a year, which we haven't seen since 2004 and 5, even if you start building at 2 million units a year, it will take nearly a decade to bring the market back into a supply-demand balance. I share this only because everybody kind of walks around going, sooner or later this market will slow down. It'll be buyer exhaustion, rising mortgage rates, a black swan of some kind. All of those things are possible. But the real cause of this is enormous liquidity, but a true shortage of housing. I mean, picture a childhood game of musical chairs. There was always one last chair, then there were people circling. And the person who didn't move fast enough got left standing and was taken out of the game. Doesn't that feel like what we're living through right now in the housing market? Lastly, what's the next big move in tech? Let me give you a preview. We're going to put that question to five key technology industry executives at the Gathering of Eagles. I got a little bit of a preview of at least what one thinks the next big thing in basic technology is technologies that help brokerage companies improve their customer capture rate on all the other products and services they can offer whether that's mortgage or title insurance, property casualty insurance, property management, home warranty services, home concierge services, could be anything. That's the next big thing, according to at least one very seasoned executive, where they're putting all their chips to help improve customer capture and customer flow through in the business process. A different executive, when I asked him what he thought, he said the combination of artificial intelligence, AI, and big data will enable brokers to do certain fundamental things much better. Track business through the flow of their company. Identify prospective new sellers and buyers on behalf of agents or in partnership with agents be able to target sellers and buyers who are actually prone or have a high probability of transacting in the near future. Who are they? How do we find them? Both as tools for agents as well as for the brokerage. And lastly, how can a brokerage better predict which agents they may be losing a relationship with and which agents who are not with the company right now are more prone to want to join us based on a number of their own actions, their behaviors, their demographics. He said big data and AI will begin to make a big difference for leading brokers who deploy it because it can help them be more efficient in some of the most basic processes of a brokerage company. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast. This is Steve Murray for Real Trends and HW Media. Thank you for listening to Real Trending. To stay up to date on the current trends in the industry, subscribe to our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more.